Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Air It Out Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan the Guskoskar, here with you as always. If you keep track at home, this is episode 69 already. Nice, I know. Uh, and we're going to keep it rolling here. Episode 69, I think I'll roll with, shut up Siri, I think I'll roll with the, well, we'll go with the New York Knicks first. That would be the 69-70 New York Knicks that won a title. I know a lot of people associate them as the 70 New York Knicks, but they did start in 1969 that year. And also 69, the likes of Jared Allen and David Bakhtiari. We are joined in the studio by my co-host, Jolan Bayoka. Jolan, what's up, brother? I am here. Episode 69. Nice. I'm going to give you the 69 Amazing Mets, world champions. They had the whole package. The franchise, Tom Seaver, Nolan Ryan on his way out. They're legendary, man. The Amazing Mets. Gil Hodges. Gil Hodges. Gil Hodges was the manager of the year that year, right? Smacking a bunch of homers that year. There you go. A yeah. lot going on, and uh, obviously we'll talk about the Mets later. We can't avoid it, Jolan. I don't really care how much, how painful it is for us to speak about. It is our job to then talk about it. I have no clue what you're talking about. Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> I've been euphoric the past two days. Absolutely. Well, we'll get you back into the real world, Jolan, but let's start in the NFL. So, yeah, week five, obviously a ton of things going on. Let's start with the snoozer of the week. The Colts beating the Broncos 12-9. No touchdowns. Russ can't cook. No, and Jolan, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if I said it on this podcast or I said it to another friend. By the way, it's going to be a common theme here uh, throughout the week that Goose got a lot right. Um, I said to somebody that I thought this game would be 13-11. to 11. And this is not you tooting your own horn. There are a lot of good takes here. Obviously, we'll talk about more of what you said later, but a lot of good takes from last week. Absolutely. And like I said, I don't remember if I said this on the, on the podcast or if I said this off the air to somebody, off the record. I thought this game would end 13-11. to 11. And I gave it too much credit. I gave it it's too many points. I can't believe it. Uh, Malt was strong in going with the under in this game. Uh, and you had to in this game because it's just an absolute snooze fest. Jolan, I don't even want to bother talking about it. Russ looks bad, and now he's got a torn lat and all this other crap, I'm going to call it. Uh, and the Colts can't can't do anything without Jonathan Taylor, it seems. Uh, Nakeem Hines in this... Uh, excuse me. Naheem Hines. I keep pronouncing his name wrong. Scary moment. I uh, kind of lost motor control uh, in his body after getting up from a hit, Jolan. Very scary scene. Again, just a week after we saw Tua get hurt and go down and get paralyzed. Not even basically. that. Olave took a big whiplash hit in the end zone, too. So a couple guys going stiff. Maybe they look at the helmets or something because clearly something's not working here. But we move into the Sunday time frame, 9.30 in the morning in London. The New York Giants went on to beat the Packers 27-22. Big surprise around the league. Absolutely. What I will say about the concussions, Jolan, just really quickly, is that I do believe part of it is the collisions now are just bigger, faster, and stronger. As the athletes are bigger, faster, and stronger than they were 30 years ago, so then for are the collisions. Um, But let's talk about this London game, man. Complete surprise, in my opinion. I thought Green Bay would come out focused in this game. I know it is London, so it can be a little bit tricky. I did pick the Giants to win on the podcast, so uh, it, it was a game for Daniel Jones' highlight reel, Jolan, and he lost Saquon Barkley in the third quarter to a shoulder issue, and Saquon later returned. Uh, he's been limited in practice this week. He expects to play. He should be fine. But after Saquon goes out, Daniel Jones has to march the team 91 yards down the field for a touchdown, Jolan, and I'm not even going to lie to you. I thought at the end of the first half, this team could score. Either the Giants could score, they'd be okay. How are they going to stop Aaron Rodgers? That was the main question I had 
was how is Wink Martindale going to stop Aaron Rodgers? They answered the bell in the second half, Jalon. It was a thing of beauty uh, for everybody watching home in the States and over there in London. So a, the surprise of the week, I think, goes to this Giants team. Jalon, a huge, huge win. They now move from worst 3-1 team ever to worst 4-1 team ever. Uh, we saw they had guys like McLeod, Lane, and Loft, and just you uh, know, and Lions and Tigers and Bears. Oh my, it feels like in the in that secondary, Joel. And there's shoveling around. Adoree Jackson left this game. Darnay Holmes was not good. We saw there was a weird video with him on the sideline. Just a lot going on in this game, Joel. The Giants come away with the victory. By the way, I would like to make it noted their punter is still stuck in London. By the way, comes back tomorrow. I he's believe. got yeah. He's he had passport issues, so uh, he is expected back, and there there is no issue. When he migrated here as a child, his father came on a work visa, but he was here on like a visiting visa. This is the first time he's left the country since migrating here from Scotland. They sorted it all out. He's coming back tomorrow. There you go. We move on to the Patriots whooping the Lions 29-0 and what a lot of people thought would be a closer game than this. What do we got here? Yeah, I thought this would be a closer game, Jolan. Just from the fact that I didn't think the Lions would win. Uh, I said the Patriots would find a way to win in Foxborough. I thought the Lions would win. But I thought the Lions would keep this thing close like they have every other game this year. And that offense was just non-existent. Credit to Bill Belichick's defense. They did a great job. Uh, did Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown played in this game? He I do played a lim- limited snaps. But he was limited. Like, like yep. T. Higgins and uh, no DeAndre Swift, obviously. Yep, so. Swift is still out. I believe Chark was out in this game as well. So uh, really kind of honing in. T.J. Hawkinson didn't do a lick. Nope. So, you know, really tough, tough loss for this Lions team. One, Joe, on that I think, you know, it's one of those losses where people look and go, well, that's the Lions for you, right? Like that. That's those are the joke of the Lions that we know of. And I, I just, you know, I think they're a tougher team than that. I think Dan Campbell have have the guys ready, but putrid performance. Putrid performance on the road in New England. We move on to the Chargers beating the Cleveland Browns 30-28. to Now, the way the Chargers are winning football games, are you convinced that this is a good enough team to win 10-11 games and make a deep run to the playoffs? Or what's going on here? Now, the deep run part I'm not too sure of. And, and, and we're going to see how their coach, um, Staley, comes out. He's so aggressive. He goes for it on fourth down a lot. They had, um, what's his name? Kyle Van Noy was on, I believe it was the Pat McAfee show, uh, or one of the one of the tele, one of the television shows, and he was talking about how he's more of a punt punted on fourth down kind of guy. But this is kind of the identity of the team now. This is kind of what they do, and he kind of enjoys it and likes it. These these guys seem to. You know, as much as they don't want to buy in necessarily, it's all numbers. Sometimes the numbers make it more fun for them. They get to go for it on fourth down, stuff like that. Uh, so we'll see. But, Jolan, the important thing is is that the Chargers are winning close football games because we see it as you get deeper into the season. You're only going to be playing close football games in theory, right? You get to the postseason, these games are going to be close. You have to know how to win in big moments, in in close moments, uh, so the Chargers could win there. Cade York misses the field goal. Would have made me look like an absolute genius. Would have been my cherry on top. But uh, nonetheless, he's a rookie and he missed. Another snooze fest on hand last week was the Texans beating the Jaguars 13-6. to No touchdown scored until Damon Pierce broke one late. What's going on, Jacksonville? What's going on with the Texans? Another snooze fest year or what? Or what? Throw in the towel, look for the draft? Complete snooze fest. And this is what bothers me, right? We gave Jacksonville credit last week, you know, and I think people have rightfully given them some credit 
the way they were playing early on. But, I mean, Joel, on that performance can't happen. Those are games you have to take care of if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars. You have to beat the Houston Texans at home, no less. You're not even on the road. If we're talking about a division win, like a division winner, like we were about Jacksonville last week, these are winnable games you it's have a division to win. Game. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't it's know. Frustrating. What to make. It's got to be frustrating. Don't know what to make of it. Don't know what to make of all their improvements because they took a step back, like they did last week. Oh, sometimes you got to take a step back to take two steps forward, right? Or so, some some statement like that. I I think is. Is the ongoing statement around the world? From the two worst to the GOAT, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers beat the Atlanta Falcons 21-15, to a little bit closer than some people expected. Atlanta, without Kyle Pitts, still maintains somewhat of an offense. What do we got here? Yeah, without Kyle Pitts and without Cordell Patterson, I mean, they, they were just... They mustered up, I think, just over or just under 100 yards passing on the day. It was... Atrocious. It's not like Kyle Pitts has seen a ton of volume either. We're not acting like no, it is, but, but he's, he's a body a out there to account for. Right, you have to account for him. Uh, this was the game, Joel, on. we saw a big roughing the passer penalty uh, with the Buccaneers up six and Atlanta getting ready to get the ball back. It's been one of those most talked about ones, and I'm sure, you know what, we'll hold that discussion uh, for a little bit. We'll talk about it maybe in between last week and this week, uh, and because it's I, I just don't know, Joel. I don't know what you do. I don't buy these people that are like, well, you can't have it this way for Tua and then this way for Brady. Those hits are completely different, ladies and gentlemen. And if you can't see that, I'm sorry. Joel, I will lend you his glasses, and you can maybe open your eyes for a change and actually see what's going on because those hits are not even – they're not even comparable, Joel. No. And the fact whatsoever. that they are being compared to each other is just sickening. It's ridiculous. I mean – it is what it is. People are going to compare this and that, draft picks. It's just the nature of the game, if you will. We move forward, though, to the Steelers and the Bills, showing you how far apart two teams can be within the same league. The Bills handled them soundly 38-3. The line was 14. People thought that was way too much in the NFL. It was too little. I believe I did say it was too little uh, last week here on the podcast. I thought that was uh, the line was rather generous. And, you know, Buffalo kind of came out and, and put it to him, Jolan. And, and Ryan Clark, a former Steeler, said it kind of looked like the guys quit. Now, obviously, Mike Tomlin uh, and the team deny that. And uh, I, I haven't looked like I haven't looked deep enough into that. But Jolan, like this is a team that in the Mike Tomlin era, we don't expect losses like this. Like we don't see losses like this, even when they don't have a great quarterback. You, you would imagine you put up somewhat better of a fight than thirty-eight to three, right? I mean. You would think you could put at least a touchdown on the board, maybe a rushing touchdown by Najee, but nonetheless, not to be in Buffalo that weekend, Joel. Three teams, or four teams, excuse me, scored over 35 points last week. The New York Jets scored the most with 40. They went on to handle the Miami Dolphins 40-17. to Jet up, baby. This what is, are we doing here? This has got to be my crowning achievement, and I doubled down on it when we went to volleyball last week. I said we have to start preparing for the Jets to be over 500. Receipts. Because, Joel, it just felt like one of those games that even if the Jets even if the Jets were to win four games all year, this just felt like one of them. It's always tough. Miami always has a hard time playing at MetLife. And, again, I unfortunately said it, and it came to fruition, that Teddy Bridgewater was a walking concussion. And sure enough, Joel, I didn't even watch the beginning of the game. I got home late. I walked in and Teddy Bridgewater was already out in concussion protocol. It's really unfortunate, Jola, but uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle weren't enough with Skylar Thompson, the rookie out of uh, Kansas State, who I thought played okay. 
but you're not going to get it done there without their two best corners, uh, Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. I believe Xavier Howard left that game uh, early, so just not not meant to be, Jolon. And for the Jets and their fans, welcome to over 500 football, baby. It's a great place to be. First time in five years, uh, Jolon, that uh, the Jets are over 500, and the first time since. I believe it's 2015, 2015 that both teams are over 500 in New York. You could smell good sports in the air. Beautiful. Good sports in the it's air. It's beautiful. We move on to the battle of the NFC North. The Minnesota Vikings went on to handle the Chicago Bears 29-22. Closer game than I expected, certainly. Vikings, every time they take a step forward, it's not a giant step. It's not going to make you believe, but it's still a step forward. What do we think here? Yeah, I think we got to remember football games are harder to win in the NFL. Uh, and there's there's a sense of pride on that Bears sideline. You know, as much as I don't think they really have the talent to compete, Joel, on, they still have pride. And those guys are going to play hard. I think it was a game probably scored. It's probably a touchdown too close, uh, the final score. I think it was probably a bigger margin uh, than necessarily we felt otherwise. But Minnesota continuing to run the football, Joel, and that two-headed monster of Thielen and Jefferson on the outside. If Kirk Cousins can avoid the big mistake, they're going to be fine. We move on to the Tennessee Titans beating the Washington Commanders 21-17. to Derrick Henry obviously doing his thing. Washington Commanders, probably the worst team in the league. What do we think here? Yeah, I was up against Derrick Henry in fantasy, so it was a bad day for me. You heard Ron Rivera this week come out and say that the missing component to this team. I, Joel, I have to tell you. This is a whole story. I have never heard a coach say something like this. It's even worse because he went on. After that little snippet of, oh, quarterback, that's all you saw the six-second clip, he went on to literally explain himself saying, we are not efficient enough at quarterback. The following day, it seems, he went and told, told the team something totally different. Carson Wentz believes it's all cleared in the air. But from that, even that six-second six clip, you saw a head coach who might be on his way out throw his quarterback underneath the bus. It's weird. Yeah, and if you haven't heard the clip yet, basically – they ask Ron Rivera what's holding his team back, and he comes with a one-word answer of quarterback. And then, as Jolan mentions, proceeds to explain himself. Jolan, I saw this on Instagram, and I actually had to check what account it came from because I didn't believe it was a real quote. Oh, it's real. I've never seen a coach throw his quarterback under the bus like that. I mean... I mean, not, in, not out in the public. I'm sure behind closed doors they do it all the time. But... In the public eye, in a recorded interview, that's brutal. Let me tell you something. Sure. Great Ron Rivera. I respect Ron Rivera. Don't get this. So do don't I. take this so do I. any misconstrued anyway. Ron Rivera is a good human. His time in the NFL is over. Yeah. It's, S- it's simple sure for the fact like that Carson Wentz right now is top five in passing touchdowns and passing yards, and your defense is atrocious, giving up 21 points minimum a game. You're a defensive-minded head coach, and you're just throwing your quarterback under the bus for absolutely no reason. I don't get it. If I was a Commanders fan, I want Rivera out. Yeah, I think he's going to be out, Jolan. I know they missed Chase Young. I know we, you know, oh, Chase Young was his high pick. He's out with an injury. Uh, we know that. And I'm sure that defense misses him a lot. It's not the only piece that they're missing, obviously, uh, but he is a big component to that defense. And you're right, Jolan, when you're a defensive minded head coach and your defense is the worst part of your team, you're in trouble. So Ron Rivera's on the hot seat. I, I still, it is crazy to me that he threw Carson Wentz under the bus that much and backed right over him with his explanation. And then almost lied to his face saying, yeah. oh, it was misconstrued. Unbelievable. Yeah, great. I, I don't know how you misconstrued that quote. From one coach on the hot seat 
to a coach that was in the hot seat until it burnt down. 49ers went on to handle Matt Rule and the Carolina Panthers 37-15. to A lot to unpack here. Yeah, I said this was the game that got Matt Rule fired, and it just kind of actually worked yeah, out that way. literally. Uh, so Matt Rule's out. He was 11-27 and as Panthers head coach. Just atrocious. Let's not cry for Matt Rule. He's owed $40 million left on he his made $42 seven- million. Dollars. Yep, he was paid for seven years. Only did three and a half of them, three and a quarter of them, and now he's on his way out. Uh, we'll see. I think he finds his way back. Jolan, I think he's a good like he's a good guy. He's a good Oklahoma coach. Sooners. I think he's a college coach. Sooners. I think his program, his his the way he wants things built works for college, and that's fine. We've seen guys try to make the jump, and it just doesn't work. At the end, and of then the they day, go back. At the end of the day, the NFL is a business where grown men are accounted for by themselves. Right. College football, you have total control. It's a program. Completely agree. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Baker Mayfield is now hurt, Jolan, after this game. Uh, he will be out at least a couple weeks or a few weeks, I believe they said. So it's P.J. Walker time until Sam Darnold comes back, question mark? I, I, don't, I don't know. If, you have, don't th- know if you have three quarterbacks that can play and start in the league, you have none. Do you trade Christian McCaffrey? You trade everybody. McCa- you got DJ McCaffrey, Moore to the Giants, McCaffrey to the Bills, you tear it completely Brian down. Brian Burns is another one to look for uh, Look for on that defense you, and may get traded. You give the next head coach an arsenal of picks to build the, his team the right way. And they don't have that. They're missing, I believe, a third-round pick this year, a fourth-round pick, and a seventh-round pick. And if you ask me, they've avoided the long-term <laughs> rebuild for quite a while now. Trading for Sam Darnold, trading for Baker Mayfield, filler quarterbacks, when you avoid to do it the right way, it all comes crumbling down once you hit the Completely top. Completely agree. We move forward to the Seahawks and the Saints in a shootout. Good old-fashioned NFL, excuse me, barn burner, if you will. The Saints 39, Seahawks 20, 32. A lot of points, not a lot of good football. Taysom yeah. Hill had four touchdowns. What do we think about this? Yeah, it was just one of the weirdest stat lines. It was a it was a week for weird stat lines, Joel. Um, Fortunately, Rashad Penny. Uh, it breaks his uh, tibia in this game. Totally forgot. Just an absolute devastating injury, not only to Seattle, but I think to the league, Jolani. He's just a fun guy to watch, and and he just enjoys playing football. And so you're going to miss that. It's unfortunate. But this was a barn murder, and we talked about it. In G- you know, in Geno, Seattle trusts. And it seems to be working out, man. I, I got to tell you, it's it seems like it's working out for them. Geno Magic. DK seems like he's buying in. Tyler Lockett seems like he's buying in. And that team, Jolan, is playing the same football they did when they won with Russell Wilson. So they're not doing anything different, schematically speaking. I'd argue they're better offensively than the Broncos today. That they are. I would completely agree with you. Now, again, it, it is, it, it is con- you know, continuity. And, you know, Broncos did lose their top back. Now Seattle did, uh, unfortunately, too. Kenneth we'll Walker, s- though. We'll see, how that in- we'll see how that impacts Seattle, but... Yeah, Jolan, I think at this point it's fair to say that Seattle's just been better than Russ has in in, in they've they've won the trade so far, I would say. The 5-0 Eagles went on to beat the Arizona Cardinals 20 to 17, a little bit closer than I thought personally. Kind of a poor game all around though. Yeah, and the Cardinals just can't start fast, dude. It, it is the first it, quarter. They're zero they're like allergic points. to it. No field goals, no touchdowns, zero points. They're allergic to scoring points in the first quarter, and it, and it's going to come back to bite them, Jolan. And we still know their collapse is coming, right? It comes at Cliff's every year. Another guy in the hot seat, right? And I would imagine Cliff's seat's got to be getting warmer and warmer by the week and by the by the loss. Excuse me. Last week without DeAndre Hopkins, so let's see uh, what they can get going this week. But as for last week, just. 
good showing, but again, Kyler messes up with the slide on third and one or second and ten. It's now third and one. They have to spike it. It's now fourth down. They got a guy that's already missed three game winning kicks this year, and the rest is history. James Conner looks less efficient. You know, Benjamin. He's hurt now way. too. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a mess, Joel. It's all over the place. It's all over the place, including our Super Bowl champions of last year who haven't figured it out this year. They lose to the Dallas Cowboys 22-10. to Cowboys beating the Rams, something I did not expect. Did you? What's going on here? I mean, I, I was hoping the Cowboys lost this game. I kind of had a feeling they would. And seeing DeMarcus Lawrence score a touchdown like 10 seconds into this so game. So good this year. They Unleashed. are. That defense is electric. And that defense can get after you. It's all Parsons. And that's why their offense, Jolan, as much as we can talk about it, and they've got some good talent there, they don't have to be great. That's the thing. Like, they don't have to be a juggernaut anymore on the offensive side of the football. Are you a buyer into the Cooper Rush should start over Dak Prescott nonsense? Because here's my opinion. Yep. If you only throw for 100 yards, you're limited, and your coach knows it. I mean, I think we all know Cooper Rush is limited. And, by the way, you're not paying Dak Prescott $40 million to sit on the bench. Good point. Let's be honest. If he comes in and stinks it up, you know, whatever. Then you got to. Then you have to make decisions based off of that. But Joe, you can't sit your forty million dollar quarterback on the bench. You can't do it. It's if the Yankees he, if he's question. healthy enough to go, you can't do it. It's the Yankees question. If Nestor Cortez is doing all this, should Garrett Cole go game one? We'll talk about that a little bit later. We move on to the Baltimore Ravens handling the Cincinnati Bengals, nineteen to seventeen. Baltimore can't get a victory by a wide margin, and all their losses are by small margins. Why can't this team separate? Yeah, an ugly, ugly football game, Joe. I will say the Bengals' defense impresses me. Uh, they continue to do so. They play well. Uh, to only hold Lamar to 19 points is is really good. Justin Tucker, by the way, he his last kick, Joe. They so said humble. they said if his last field goal, if the uprights were a half, what was it, a half a foot wide. The ball still would have went through. Well, when you're How kicking, crazy is that? When you're kicking a football, they know it too. Your launch mm-hmm. angle wants to be like 45 degrees or 40 degrees, so you get the maximum like distance of it. Yep. But that's going over the crossbar by yeah slight slight hair. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? So they they know the science behind it. The yep. guy's a veteran, obviously has kicked it a million times. He's amazing. His remarks after were almost as funny. He said the snap had to be perfect. Um, I don't remember his kicker's name, but it was his first time holding a game-winning kick. And he basically called himself a system kicker. Just let it rip. <laughs> so one of the one of the best being the most humble there. You love to see it. You gotta love him. Yep. We move on to the Monday night game in an AFC West. Another burner. Another burner. 30-29. Not a lot of defense. Chiefs went on to beat the Las Vegas Raiders. Almost at Oakland there. Derek Carr obviously had a good start. Decent finish. I wouldn't say bad finish, but Patrick Mahomes. Lit it up second half. Travis Kelsey lit it up all game. Yeah, you can't blow a 17-point lead. And Molt says it the best. When you've got Patrick Mahomes on the field, you're always afraid. And you just never know what's going to happen, where the comeback's coming from, how they're going to beat you. Travis Kelsey had seven catches for 25 yards in this game and four touchdowns. Red zone animal. It's like a Jerome Bettis stat line, only with rushes instead of receptions. He rushes three touchdowns, one yard. Right, it's ridiculous. (laughs) And so this team just has so many different ways of beating you, Jolan. And I think, again, it's hard to watch Vegas and be like, wow, this team's one and four. Because they shouldn't be. They've got to find a way to close these games better. I know there was an incident between uh, Renfro and Devontae Adams who ran into each other on the last route of the game, which was, by the way, I I forget which receiver posted it, but they posted a a playbook clip on how it's actually Devontae's fault because he needs to get an outside release 
uh, given the route tree. And then obviously Devontae just keeps you know, running into everybody. He keeps running into everybody, runs into a photographer after the game, and is now being charged with, I believe it's a local level uh, misdemeanor for assault. And that comes with a fine of anywhere from 1000 to 250000 and 180 days in jail or both. I can't imagine he sees any days in prison. This feels like a money grab, Jolan. The guy, to be fair, here's the question. And, and here, here's where I'll be fair to Devontae Adams for a second. The guy did pop right up. The guy got right up and then just magically ended up in the hospital that night. So, and I know injuries can kind of come as you know as things progress, but I think this guy just wants his dough and he'll he'll leave without a doubt. If I'm doing my job and Devontae Adams runs over and pushes me over. My knee hurts. My back hurts. I'm never taking um, a shower again. That guy pushed me. It's, 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 he touched exactly. me, bro. Uh, Devontae Adams was angry. I understand that as a competitor. Everyone gets angry in a tight loss like that. You have no right to push that guy doing a shower. It's a hard... And, you have no right. And there's there's different angles to it, Jolan. And I just mean camera angles. I, I don't know mean, like, mean, different like, angles. There's, a, there's an angle from behind Adams where it just seems like he had... Right. It was like, it was like a perpendicular line... Where this guy just walked right T-bone, in front of him. Right, a T-bone car accident. Like, think about it that way. Um, and I think, Joel, on the issue is is the push, the extension. It's, if he yeah. just ran it, if he just walked into this guy, or, it's different. Or like a body check is way different right. than a full but extension. But he did a full extension. Heat of the moment, you're away, all this stuff's going on. You look like the villain. I'm sure this guy's just looking for a nice payday. He'll get it. I'm sure the NFL also handled this separately, aside from the whole charge and hospital thing. I'm sure they hand Devontae Adams a one-game suspension as well. Yeah, I don't think we've seen that come yet, Jolan. Uh, when when this podcast has been uh, recorded, obviously that can change very, that can change minute to minute. Uh, Devontae could be suspended with one, two games. Who, Who knows? knows? He could just be fined. Goodell might look at this and be like, that guy's kind of being a wuss. Well, we know, we know Goodell has butchered just about every potential punishment in the history of the league, so... Uh, why would I expect anything less here? But, I mean, yeah, if he gets some ratings, he'll just suspend the guy 11 weeks, 12 weeks. As long as he makes his 40 mil at the end of the year, Joe Long, yes, he don't sir. give a damn. That basically wraps up week five of the NFL. We move on to week six. We start it. tomorrow night, Washington Commanders, Chicago Bears, and another Thursday night snooze fest on Amazon Prime. The Lions won, favorite to the Chicago Bears, over-unders 37. Now, I'll give you a prop bet here. I would bet over Four and a half trick plays in this game. I thought you were going to say touchdown. No, the no, 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 over four and a half trick plays in this game. Curtis Samuel pass or something. Yeah, Joel, it smells like six, nine six. Like seriously, it really does. After a twelve nine game last week, we don't want this to game's that. in Chicago, isn't it? It is. Oh, good lord. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope the weather's not too bad. Because uh, that would be an issue. What's the over/under for this game? Thirty-seven and a half. Thirty-seven and a half. That's. Terrible. I would take the under. I think that's too much. That's too many points. But I'll. Uh, <coughs> I don't know. Let's uh, let's go with Carson Wentz responds to his critic. I like that a lot. Ron I, Rivera will take the Commanders. In I this like one. that a lot. And just what the Chicago Bears are doing right now, Justin Fields only throwing twenty-one times a game. It should be impossible. You're not going to win football games like that. It's just today's league, how fast it goes, how fast right. people can come back and score touchdowns. It's not going to work out that way. I agree. Washington plus one. We move on to the Sunday time frame. No games in London this week. There's a game in Germany, isn't there? Not this week. I'm pretty sure it's next week. All right. So we take a one-week layoff of uh, going overseas. So we continue with the Sunday at one time frame. Tampa Bay Buccaneers take on the Pittsburgh Steelers in AccuShore in Pittsburgh. Buccaneers are favored 8.5 points. The over-under is 43.5. All right. So 
I will. I think it's way too many points. It's a lot of points for an away team. Yeah, I think that's way too many points. But I do think Brady owns Pittsburgh. Uh, he did when he played as a Patriot. Ooh. He used to go into that stadium and, and and he played some of his best football in that stadium. So I'll take I'll take Tampa to win the game, but I I don't like the points. I I really don't. I really don't. And I can't imagine. Sure, it'll be windy or something there, so probably under 43 will hit. Yeah, 43 points. You expect Tampa Bay to carry the workload there because I don't see Pittsburgh scoring many, so I agree, under 43 there. We move on to the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Indianapolis Colts in a battle of the AFC South. The Colts are favored by 1.5 points and the over-under set at 42.5. Yeah, Jacksonville needs this game. Um, If they win this game, they go to 2-1 in the division. And they've already they would have already beaten Indianapolis twice, which is huge when you talk about tiebreakers at the end of the year. I think this is a must must win for both teams. As much as a week six game can be a must win for both teams, uh, I think it is. And I actually like the Jaguars to go on the road uh, and sneak a win out of Matty Ice and the boys. I'm still not fully convinced that Matty Ice is the guy. Jonathan Taylor's coming back from that ankle injury and. You know, we don't know how he's going to look, and nobody else has looked sexy on that offense, so buckle up. I like think the, the Jags take it. It's almost like their foundation of uh, the Colts' the offensive line has also been spotty, too. So Yeah, where's we'll, Quentin Nelson, brother? Yeah, Start pancaking some dudes. We'll see how it goes. We move on to the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the New Orleans Saints in NOLA. The Cincinnati Bengals are favored to win by one and a half points, and the over/under set again at forty-three and a half. Yeah, I kind of like forty-three and a half number. Yeah, it's an interesting number for the week. I like the over. Uh, I do like this Bengals defense. It is fun to watch, and I think I j- there's just too many weapons on this Cincinnati team. T. Higgins question marks around him. He only yeah, played we'll ten see. snaps last week. But they've week got Tyler sitting. Boyd to be their number two. Yeah, and um, I'm pretty sure know. Mike Thomas, the Cincinnati's Mike Thomas, is their number yeah. three. Yeah, and uh, Joe Mixon out of the backfield is always a good option and a good weapon to use. I'll take Cincinnati in this game. It's the Mike Thomas Bowl. Yeah, New Orleans just continues. I I just I don't know about this team. Is Jarvis Landry going to play? I'm not 100% sure. I don't think anybody's 100% sure. So A lot of guys limited on that team. Olave, yeah. Landry, Michael Thomas. Yeah, if Olave's out, that's a, he's a, been a huge weapon, uh, not only for my fantasy team, but on the field in real life. So uh, particularly if Chris Olave's out, I'll take the Bengals. But I'll take the Bengals anyway. Green Bay Packers have to battle another New York team, this time at home. They take on the Jets. Green Bay is favored to win by seven points, and the over/under set at forty-five and a half. What's going on here? If the Green Bay Packers lose, do we hit the panic button for them? Absolutely, hundred percent. That is why this game is so hard to predict, because you've got a Jets team that is playing as well as we've seen any Jet team play in a long time. Jolon playing for their coach, if uh, you ask yeah, me. So. Yeah, since you know, probably since we've been back in high school, like it's been a while, and they're playing for their coach. They're playing great defense. They're doing a great job. Zach uh, Wilson, finally, a couple games in. Sauce Gardner's job is going to get easier. All he's going to do is guard Alan Lazard this week. Still hasn't allowed a touchdown. Yeah, I, I think I think he's got a pretty easy week in terms of these Green Bay receivers. I'm not fully confident in them. And uh, Randall Cobb's going to have to be great. But part of me, too, is like this is, this is Green Bay's time. This is where if they, like we just said, if they lose, it's time to hit the panic button. So, I don't know. I, I like Green Bay at home, Joan, but I think it may just be by a field goal. Uh, I'll take the Packers by a field goal in this game. So, Jets plus seven? Yeah. Jets, and the over-under is 45 and a half. Oh, brother. Uh, I'll take the game-winning kick is the over. Yes, sir. How about we, that? 
We move on to the New England Patriots taking on the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. The Browns are favored to win by two and a half points. And the over-under set at 43-and-a-half again, the magic number this week. Yeah, the Patriots are an ugly football team. I did. I am not speaking on the appearance of their players. I am st- uh, strictly speaking on how their team operates. Their play style. Right. Bailey Zappi is just not an intriguing guy. Uh, they're going to run the football a lot. Their defense is obviously a Bill Belichick defense, so they're built around that. They'll probably come up with some creative schemes to stop that run game for Cleveland. I still just like that run game, Joel. It just seems like they find ways to get yards every week. Every week. Every team knows you have to stop the run against Cleveland, and yet one of their backs either has two touchdowns or 100 yards every single week. The I like line. The, yeah, line. that line is really good. They're bread and butter. If you're going to stop them, you got to stop those five, and no one has done it yet. So. I like Cleveland this week. We move on to the Minnesota Vikings taking on Miami in Miami. Um, the Vikings are favored to win by three and a half points. The over/under set at forty-five and a half. And I want to remind you that Thompson's supposed to take the start because I'm pretty sure Bridgewater is not allowed to play, and Tua is obviously already shut down this week. Yeah, Tua, I believe he started throwing, uh, which is a good sign, Joan. But Great yeah, time. I have heard that he is not expected to play, even if he were to clear protocol. He still is in protocol, by the way. Uh, so that's not good, Teddy. The new protocol. Yeah. The, the, I don't. I don't even want to talk about the new protocol. This is this is a topic that bothers me. Should have been the new, to no protocol. end, but nonetheless, Skylar Thompson, <clears throat> in his first career start against the Vikings, I like Miami to win this one. Oh, Pat P is going to have a day. Stop it. I. But he can't guard both. Uh, he can Waddle guard one. And right. He can guard one. He can't guard the other. I mean, so unless unless he's, they got a clone machine in Minnesota that they're not sharing with the rest of the world. I hope you take the under here. Forty six points. If you have the Dolphins winning, probably a closer margin down though. Yeah, I mean it's going to be close though. It, it might get close to that forty six though, Jolan. If the Dolphins are to win, because they win on the back of big plays. So I'll take the under, but it's going to be uh, it's going to be a close one. To my personal game of the week, the Baltimore Ravens come to town to East Rutherford to take on the New York Giants. Baltimore's favorite to win by five and a half. I think it's a disgrace. I think the Giants are here to play. Vegas doesn't like the four and one number. Over under set at 44 and a half. What do you think? Ravens by five? Charles, or no? I, don't, I don't even think it's that. I think it's the fact that the Ravens are like allergic to winning big. Games. big. Yeah, yeah it's not, not big games, just by winning by big margins. They oh, just don't do it. Like, so automatically take the Giants and the points. Joel, I like the Giants. <laughs> I'm going to sound like. Well, I sound like poop right now, but uh, I'm gonna sound like a ridiculous giant. Fi- I'm taking the Giants, man. Outright in this game, outright. I'll take them. Danny Dimes getting more comfortable. He's gonna be better on that ankle, Jolon. In the group chat that we have with our buddy Zach Kruk, I was extremely concerned uh, because I thought early in that London game he looked immobile, not not limited. Mo- he looked immobile, and if their game plan was to give it to Saquon 400 times, they were gonna lose that football game. He did a great job. I bet you he got a cortisone or some Percocets on the sideline. He looked great. It almost looked as if he took a couple hits expecting to be more hurt, and as the game went on, he gained more, he got confidence. more confidence. Exactly. Injuries, Joan, they're the crazy thing. It's a mental is, game. It is as much physical as it is mental uh, in any recovery. And you know what? Saquon has been electric, and this is a defense, Joan, that struggled. And the weird part is they struggle in the pass game mostly. And which is weird because the Giants don't have many receivers, 
as I joke, it's you, me, and Dupree going to play wide receiver for them. But Darius Slayton, Jolan, I know I don't, I still don't, I'm still not here to say Darius Slayton should be here long term. He's got to prove himself, but he took a huge step last week. I thought last week was his best game as a pro, Jolan. He's got to come back this week and catch the football, do what he's asked to do. And the emergence of Daniel Bellinger at tight end, Jolan, has been absurd. And let's see what Wink Martindale has in has in store for his old team. Landon Collins now getting reps with the linebackers. I wonder if Joel, maybe we see him in a spy role. He's a box guy. Put uh, him in there. Is he? He's going to be a box guy, but is he going to be the spy guy on Lamar? Because if the Giants can contain Lamar, they're going to be okay. We. This is again, Joel. This is the beauty of the Ravens organization. Everybody and their mother knows it. If you contain Lamar Jackson you are likely going to win the football game. Or keep it close, at least. Or keep it close and give yourself a chance to win. If you do not contain Lamar Jackson, you are screwed. Period. End of story. I think Wink Martindale's got something special. I think this is a game plan, Jolan. He's had since he left the organization. I think he's been ready for this matchup since he got to New York. And uh, I think the Giants come through on Sunday. The last game in the 1 o'clock window is the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Atlanta Falcons. The Niners are favored to win by five and a half, even though they're on the road here. Over under set at forty four and a half. What do we think? Yeah, I don't know. I don't like teams going into this Atlanta dome, man. I, I gotta tell you, I, don't, I hate Atlanta. Period. Right. I, I, I. Cordell Patterson's on IR, isn't he? He's not, he's not gonna be. Playing. Yeah, he's done four weeks as of two weeks ago. Is so Kyle Pitts gonna be back in this game? He will be back. He's practicing limited, so I'm gonna assume he's back after that hamstring. Which injury. means I think the offense looks more competent, and I actually like the Falcons this week in an upset. And I think they're going to be able to stop the run. If you could stop the run against the Niners, that's half the battle. Literally. It's, eight, it's actually other, 85% of the battle. Other parts scoring points, so. I'll take the Falcons. Boom, 5.5, over, under, 44.5. Uh, under. Under. We move on to the 4 o'clock window with the Carolina Panthers, minus Matt Rule, taking on the Los Angeles Rams. Rams are favored to win by 10.5, over, under, set at 40.5. It's a big number for a team that hasn't been winning much. Ten and a half is a lot. A Could lot. this be their get right game or just a burn a, the shit down just, game? Right. Or just a this team is awful and they just lost their head coach. John, if this game was in Carolina, I actually would probably pick the Panthers. Uh just from a like emotional, like a rally of the troops. Fans now, are back in it. Right. They don't like the coach. The coach is gone. But now they gotta go on the road. I like the Rams in this one, Jolan, and because Cooper Cup is my fantasy wide receiver one, I think they win by at least two touchdowns because I kind of need him to score a lot for me this week. Christian McCaffrey owners, get ready because if he's not or if he's going to be he's traded, going to get traded, he's I, going to be utilized like a madman the next two oh, or three yeah. weeks. It's going to be unprecedented the workload well, he gets. Yeah, but what wouldn't you think it would go the other way? They no. wouldn't want to they would use have, him? They would eventually shade him out, but they're going to maximize his volume. I know what you mean. Maybe not get him hurt. Yeah, I, I, I want, but, and especially with a guy like McCaffrey, right? Like, if this was guy, a guy like Nick Chubb, uh, who doesn't often get hurt, I would say maybe they, I would go with that. I but I, I wonder if, because he's been so injured, if you're going to trade him, why, you know, not why put him out there. Like, he'll get his touches, but. I can't imagine his workload's too much. Matt Rule kind of put a cap on him, though. Maybe some more quick stuff. Maybe, I don't know. I see see. his his volume going up. We'll see. We move on to the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Seattle Seahawks in a battle of the NFC West. Arizona Cardinals are favored to win by 2.5 in the over-under set at 51.5. A A lot of points. Is it a Modern Warfare double XP week or what? Modern Warfare comes out October 28th. 
I believe. Yeah, October right, 20th. Well, there's got to be some double XP out there. I like I liked the Seahawks in this game, win an ugly game in Seattle. If Mark McConnell did a Benjamin. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, I like Seattle in this game. I, I like the way they've been playing. I know Rashad Penny. We talked about him. He's a huge loss. But Kenneth Walker. But Kenneth Walker, first of all, rookie out of Michigan State. And do the Cardinals really have anybody that can stop DK Metcalf? Do they really have anybody that can stop Tyler Lockett? If the answer's no, I don't know how you pick the Cardinals in this game, especially without DeAndre Hopkins yet. Uh, maybe if this game was a week later, Joel, maybe I'd feel differently, but give me the Seahawks at home. Game of the week, the real game of the week, I would say. Oh, baby. Sunday we two good games. Sun- Sunday 426, the Buffalo Bills go on to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs in a rematch of the AFC Divisional round last year. Uh, the Bills are actually favored to win this matchup by two and a half points. And the over/under set at fifty-three and a half. Again, a lot of points. Yeah. By the way, I just do want a quick, uh, quick note on that Seattle game, John. We do have some programming news. If the Mariners Astros series goes to four games, at least, then the Seahawks game will be moved from a four-zero-five start to a five-thirty start. Just so everybody has that out there, um, I imagine that series going at least four. So. I would anticipate something like that, but that means even more football for us. Joel. As football fans, we should want the Mariners to extend the series a little bit because then that five thirty to seven fifty ish window it covers it us. takes you right up to football. Well, you think a three hour game, Joel, and that game don't get over till eight thirty. That's right in time for exactly, Sunday night football. Exactly, absolutely beautiful. But let's talk about this Chiefs Bills game because this could just be the game of the year, right? I mean, it was last year. I know it was the playoffs last year, but this is awesome. For football. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. It's only the second time, I believe, in Mahomes' career as a home underdog in this game. So that's yeah. pretty interesting. The first was or uh, only one of one of a couple times that Mahomes has been an underdog. He was an underdog against Tampa uh, a couple weeks ago. I, obviously, we saw how that went. So we'll see, Joe. And the Bills have kind of been struggling. I know Tredavious White has returned to practice. I believe his return is an imminent. He's not going to play this week. But uh, that is going to be a big boost to them when they get him back. But for now, Jolan, I'll take the I'll take the Chiefs at home. I just I just like just like this team at home. They find ways to win. They find ugly ways to win. They find pretty ways to win. I'll take the Chiefs at home. Fifty three and a half over under. Over 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 way over. We move on to the Sunday eight twenty time frame. The Dallas Cowboys head to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. The Eagles five and zero are favored to win by six points here. The over under set at forty two and a half. And this might be Dallas's last game without Dak Prescott. What do we think? Yeah, I know with Dak Prescott, the reports are he's been throwing on the side, Jolan. It's uh, it's ramping up. It's going to come down to how he can grip the football, if he can grip the football, and, and go from there. I don't think you throw him back in against this Eagles defense. I Almost really positive they have already named Cooper Rush a starter. Yeah, as they should. Uh, don't listen to Jerry Jones, or do listen to Jerry Jones, actually. It would benefit the rest of us. Uh, but this has a chance to be a, a, a great football game, Jolan, because... And it kills me to say this, right? Like, I just want everybody to know that it takes me no pleasure in previewing this football game because I hate both of these teams. But nonetheless, this Dallas team can run the football. CeeDee Lamb has been great for them all year. Noah Brown has been an awesome second option. Tony Pollard, obviously, the change of pace back with Zeke. Cooper Rush has been good, Joan. Why? Hmm. Well, what is this thing Goose always talks about? We just sometimes need a quarterback that won't lose the game. It's exactly what Cooper Rush is doing. He's doing everything right. He doesn't lose them the football game by turning the football over. And he's doing a great job. And now that defense. 
That defense is terrific. They've been great all year. Parsons, Lawrence, uh, Diggs in the back. Although they had to bring help for Diggs with Cooper Cup last week because Cooper Cup ran the ran the shallow cross, Jolan, and caught it with one hand and ran 75 yards. They then started to bring a safety over top uh, every time. So Diggs can play that little boomer bust type style a little bit more. But Jolan, they make a lot of plays. Their special teams are good. Now, the Eagles, they've got everything clicking. And this is... This is, this is a big game for them, though, Jolan, because last year they came into these matchups all fired up, and they got they got walloped. I'm pretty sure they lost one. They gave up 51 points in one of those games last year. I would year. argue this is a better Eagles team than last year and a worse Cowboys team than last year. Well, they've got something to prove. That that's what I, that's what I'm going at. I you know I'm not trying to compare year to year. I'm saying they've got something to prove in this game, and I think they prove it, Jolan. I like the Eagles in this game to stay undefeated. Over under 42 and a half. I'll take, ooh, that's tough. That's a good I'll, number. I'll take the under. We move forward to the Monday night game, the last game of week six. The Snooze Fest Denver Broncos and Nathaniel Hackett head to Los Angeles to take on the L.A. Chargers and Justin Herbert. Chargers are favored to win by four and a half, and the over-under set at 45 and a half. What do we think here? Uh, so the Chargers won't win by four and a half because they're also allergic to winning big. But Denver can't score points. But Denver can't score points, but we'll see. Does Keenan Allen come back this week? Who Question knows, marks. Austin Eckler, how how many touches does he get this week? It's I like the Chargers, Jolan. I just I can't trust Russ and, and Hackett yet. Uh, the torn lad is whatever. You can make whatever you want of that. And I just, can we get the Broncos off of national television, dude? Here's the problem with that. I'm done with them on national television. I'm tired of it. Roger Goodell has made strides in my eyes to help his PR. And then all of a sudden, this past offseason comes up, and the Sean Watson case, and then the schedule... He's botched this whole year already. It's week five. It's week five. <laughs> like poor Roger yeah. Goodell, who thought he's gonna have a saving grace, like after this whole debacle and sentencing of Watson and stuff like that. All of a sudden, he's thinking, "All right, primetime games are gonna get people's minds off this." Nope. The other things happened. We're all talking about how bad these primetime games are and why Roger Goodell's made a bunch of mistakes. It's and terrible. He, you know what though? He had his chance with the Watson suspension. He had a chance. He's had his chance multiple times to, to get step a good PR. In. Trust to me. step in and to say, I'm Roger Goodell, I make the final decision, and you're suspended for the year. No. What did he do? He passed it off to somebody else. And he got a ratings boost out of it. This guy's a loser. Right. It, it's unbelievable. But, yeah, Joel, I, I, we got to get the Broncos off of national television. Got- I'm begging them to flex. By the way, uh, buys start this week, so if you got fantasy football going on, start looking out for that. I'm almost positive the Raiders are on a bye week. Yes. And I can't tell Houston you Houston is. Houston. And they're- there's two other teams that are on a bye. So we'll get into those. I forget who they are. I'll grab them in a couple of minutes, but yes, yeah, for the end of football, got a lot of baseball going on too, though. Yeah, a lot of postseason baseball, Joel. And this is the fun part of what uh, we get. Should have been more fun. Should have been more fun. We'll talk about uh, the exciting team first. We'll talk about the Yankees, Joel. On. <sighs> Don't um, say that. It's unfortunate, but it's true. The Yankees are in the ALDS. They are up one to nothing, thanks to a great start by Garrett Cole. Uh, mm. And Jolan, I want to make sure I emphasize that because I've been Garrett, one of Garrett Cole's toughest critics, and I believe there's even another level he can get to, because he is a thirty-four million dollar ace. I think there's still another step. He's been good for this team. He's been great in the postseason uh, for them. Four out of his five starts have been awesome. We know the clunker in Boston last year, uh, but outside of that, Jolan, he's been really, really good, including game one of these ALDS. I mean, if you're a Yankees fan right now, and I'm not a Yankees fan, I want to make that abundantly clear. <laughs> you have, you have to be excited head. for this game one win. 
specifically because Aaron Judge and Stanton didn't hit long shots and he still won the game. So you got other guys contributing offensively. Judge obviously took a walk, steal, got home. But besides that, without the home run ball, you still managed to win a close game, a playoff baseball game. I mean, it's the Guardians. Take it with a grain of salt. But it's playoff baseball. They got there. Yeah, and by the way, I'm walking Aaron Judge every single time in the postseason. I'm done with this. I wanted him, first of all, I wanted him walked in the regular season. You wanted him walked in July. In in July, (laughs) in June, I wanted him walked. Tired of it. Now, you better walk in. Because I'm telling you right now, it is a fireable offense if you let your team get beat by Aaron Judge. one nothing. Judge Homer. It's happened. It's like, it is like going one-on-one with, look at any of the greats in basketball you want to. LeBron, Kobe, MJ, uh, uh, Magic Johnson, Kareem. You go one-on-one with those guys in the last 15 seconds of a basketball game, you deserve to be on the unemployment line. And it's the same thing right now with Judge. If you pitch to Aaron Judge in a big spot, you deserve to be on the unemployment line. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. And I don't even think the government should approve of your feder- of your unemployment benefits. So now that we're at the end of what is a fantastic baseball year, I think ratings went up. I, I don't know the actual numbers on it, but I know ratings went up. I know fandom's all-time high, especially around here. Right. That $30.5 million a year that Judge was asking looks so small compared to what he's going to be offered soon. And if you're a Yankees fan, it's almost like this, all right, if we win the title, there's almost no retaining him. Well, and the worst part is, Jovan, like, even if the Yankees re-sign him... Which they, is going to be they, the magic they, number. They still screwed themselves. Yeah. Like, Brian Cashman clearly, from Hal Steinbrenner, has been told, make the best team possible with the least amount of money. And he failed that by not signing Judge last year. I don't care that it, he bet on himself. I don't care that the numbers said he wasn't going to This was do over what he one did. year, and now you're going to fork over another $300, $400 million. Right. You're looking at at least $100 million over what you were going to pay last year. Minimum. Hal Steinbrenner ain't going to be too happy about that. I'll tell you that much. Judge alone can sell tickets, but no, I know this new Steinbrenner regime doesn't like spending money. But who does like spending money and who's going to need to spend money is uh, Uncle Stevie and the New York Mets who... Tear it down. Jolan, they, they they just they just did not perform. So here's my take. Yep. We lost the playoffs, the season, when we got swept by Atlanta the week before the playoffs started. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me how. We lost the, the division lead, obviously. Got embarrassed in three games. Yep. Went on to a postseason. Got embarrassed game one. Yeah, Scherzer with the dud in game one against the Padres. Fought a little bit game two. DeGrom. Game two, I thought DeGrom was good. It wasn't vintage DeGrom, but I thought he was good. He was obviously good enough for them to win. But that's that's what I'm saying. That's one good game yep. and a week worth of baseball to lay an egg to lose your season. Out of six games that, from your top three pitchers, right? Exactly. So games you should have won, games where you wanted to win, games that you needed to win. You won none of them, except maybe one game two against the Padres. So. Yeah. Is it is it Steve's fault? I don't think so. Is it no. Buck's fault? I don't think so. I think these guys just failed to perform when the lights were on. So. No, and I agree. WFN was talking about it the other day, Joel, and it, there, there was a report. Uh, I think it was Jerry Rico. He uh, he was on the morning show with uh, Sal Licata filling in for Boomer and Geo, and they were talking about that there was a report, actually, that said Mets, uh, like it was Mets, Buck Showalter's job is safe. And it was like, was it ever really in question? 100 win like, season. Like, seriously. 100 win season. Yeah. And again, Jolan, I think this is 
it's what frustrates people, right? Because they're looking for, people are looking for, oh my God, right? People don't even understand. I lived through and remember 2006, 2007. These are the first years I remember. 2008. I agree. 2006, Beltran went down looking in game seven of the uh, NLCS. 07 was when we lost a seven-game lead in 17 games. Yes, sir. And I believe we lost an eight-game division lead in 2008 over the course of the month of September. Back-to-back epic collapses. It is, Joanne, I don't even, I don't put this season in the same category as those because they just failed at pitching. The problem we had as Mets fans together is we expected this team to be different than every other team, which rightfully so, 101 wins. But then we started to compare them to the old greats before they won anything. Yeah. 86, 69, you name it, 2000 even because when we played the Yankees. But they started naming great teams that this team can match up with almost prematurely. Did nothing in the postseason. Did nothing at all. Yeah. So, and, and again, Joel, I think that's where you're disappointed. But if you're the Mets, there's, n- in my opinion, what else were you going to do? You lined up your three best starters. Make a deadline move. You lined up that. your... Th- you lined up your three best starters. They were atrocious in the Atlanta series. Not a single one of them was good. And I don't think Bassett comes back. He was so bad in the final. In the pot in the Padres series, you had the Grom was good, Scherzer was awful, Bassett was garbage, and that's where you end up losing your season, Joel. Again, in the postseason, again, I know the lineup, and we could talk about the lineup at nauseum. But you cannot win. The Mets were the only team in the in the wild card series that didn't have a pitcher that went seven innings, a starter that went seven innings. Embarrassing when you're supposed to be the defensive workhorses. And, that, and that's from Scherzer, Degrom, and Bassett. The Scherzer, Degrom, are two of the top five guys in the league. If you, if told you ask me people, we would have lost these games because of poor pitching. I would have laughed. Obviously, yeah, you would have thought we were crazy. You get one hit in game three, though. You're not going to win any games. Right. Besides the point. Right. But if if you told me Scherzer was going to let up three bombs before five, yep. that DeGrom was going to let up two bombs, I would have laughed at you. I would have been like, Are you in the wild card? No yeah. way. We would, yeah. But and, and again, like, I think, in my opinion, DeGrom showed, Fake. The, DeGrom showed what we know to be DeGrom, which is he's going to do what the team needs him to do when they need him the most. I re-sign him, Jolan. I, I don't... To me, it's not a question. I think you walk you walk up to Jacob DeGrom, you say, do you want to be a New York Met? And if the answer is yes, you say, what, how much money for you to come back? I think that's... you got to build your rotation around a guy like Jacob DeGrom, and that, that to me, is a no-brainer. Now, the rest of the bunch, we've got Jolan. I think half this team is a free agent. It really feels that way. Oh, a couple has, guys are locked up. I think Khan is gone, even though he's locked up for another year. I think Marte is coming back. Oh, Cano will be back. they got to bring back Cano. But here's the thing. He was atrocious. He's not. No, he's not an everyday player. But that's not. the thing. He's not an everyday player. We and he need was, another outfit. He was thrusted into that role. And he played well. He played decent. But if we want to be championship caliber team. He's got to be a platoon guy with or, somebody out there. Or we need a big bat who, like Aaron Judge, like like Soto. Wow. Someone someone who's really going to make a dent into us scoring runs every game. Because you can't get one hit on the grandest stage of them all on national television. Like, no, it's not going to work out. And, and I do want to give credit to Joe Musgrove. Musgrove was otherworldly in that game. He was, 
Joel, and that's his dominant elimination his game. His ear was shiny. His ear was super it was shiny. shiny. Super shiny. And I've talked to Krucky about this. I think it's just, I think it's the timing of it all. You, I think he should have went out a couple innings earlier. Do you have a problem with Buck making that call to ask when you're getting embarrassed? I don't. I don't either. I don't. I don't because, either. again, what is what is Buck supposed to do? Nah. If he doesn't, and it's found to be something, now Buck looks like an idiot. Yeah, now Buck not even going out there. Exactly. I thought he should have went a couple innings earlier, Joel, and I think by the sixth, the team was dead anyway. But, and I, I just, I don't know. They they failed they failed on multiple levels. But I think, Jolan, you got to look at it. You got to look who's a free agent. I think, I think it's very clear. Judge is a guy they have to go after. I mean, and it's going to be they, bidding war. They were talking about it on WFAN. They said if, if, if Aaron Judge was on the, on the San Francisco Giants and he had just hit 62 home runs and he was in the playoffs and whatever, it would be a no-brainer. Everybody would say, yeah, the Mets, that's the Mets' number one target. But because he's a Yankee, everybody's like, wow, I don't know if we should go after Aaron Judge. He's over, over 30. He's got... No, no, the guy just hit 62 home runs. Well, you, you don't sign him for 10 years. No, of course not. I think anybody who signs him for 10 years is an idiot. No, not. But... Well, yeah, but nonetheless, Jolan, I think the Mets got to attack that. They got to bring Edwin Diaz back. I think he, I, he, I think he earned uh, that contract. You got to see if you can get Nimmo back at a reasonable price. And Joel, on the rest of that rotation is free agents too. Carrasco and Walker are free agents. Let them walk. Uh, Carrasco, I believe, has a team option, so we'll see if they pick that. I'm sure they will pick yeah, that he's, up. Actually, he's, he's an arm. Well, he's an he, arm to eat up innings. Exactly. He's not. He's not going to win or lose you games. But I mean, he might lose you games. Right. But he's not going to be a postseason guy. Exactly. But he's going to be a guy that eats up innings uh, instead of four you or know, five rotation guy. Nothing. Dread about, nothing to rely on. And, Jolan, they need that because they also obviously have to tighten up the pen. But I mean, the whole MLB needs a couple guys like that. Yeah, like, but it also, Jolan, too, like I, you look at the fact that Bassett. I, atrocious I, in the last two weeks. But you also have to look at this. Bassett was Bassett threw more innings this year than he ever had before. And that's, we've seen... He was relied again, on as a number two for a while. But this is why the, Yan- the Yankees shut down Cortez in September because he pitched, he was well over his innings, his prior innings limit. So, you know, do you wonder if, you know, because Bassett did go seven innings, eight innings and some starts. Do you wonder maybe next year if Buck's quicker to pull the trigger on him? Uh, if he comes back, obviously. I, I And I'm not, Joel, I'm not saying this doesn't excuse him pitching poorly. No, yeah, I hi- think, hindsight's twenty twenty. Looking I, back. I think the Padres got to him with how much they were stepping out of the box in that game. It got into his head. That won't happen next year with the way the pitch clock is set up. And uh, pitchers, I believe batters can't step out as much uh, anymore as they as they were able to before. The problem with Bassett's style, especially in the postseason, yep. is he's a guy that always mitigates damage. Let's one on, let's two on. Yep. He'll strike out two or three, get you out of the inning. But when you don't have your good stuff, exactly. you let up those big hits. And you let up a single, a double, and the team starts to feel momentum, and it's the postseason, and it's only three or four games, and then boom. I got sick unravel. and tired, too, Joel, on of watching uh, Trent Grisham. I agree. Like, good for him. He had a great series. Guys, when he's got a runner on second base and you're already down two or three nothing, Walk the guy. Yeah. Walk the stop. I said this on Zach Elementary. Stop having pride. Take take your pride. Take your pride. Take your ego and shove it where the sun don't shine. Take the guy. Wave up to the umpire for Mister for Mister and send him to first base. Stop with this. Well, Trent Grisham shouldn't be beating us. Well, guess what? He is. Guess what? He is. 
Okay, it's it, it is just it's absurd. And the Mets need to regroup, Jolan, because the Braves aren't going away. That core, they have their entire core, is signed through twenty twenty nine, I think at least, or twenty twenty seven. So the Mets need to come back next year, Jolan. I think this team looks completely different uh, than this year's team, and we'll see. Do they go after a guy like Carlos Rodon uh, for their rotation? I would. Uh, Trey Turner has been a name that's been thrown around for the Mets. They, he would play second. Uh, Jeff McNeil would likely go take Canna's spot in left field. I'm so upset we're talking about free agency on October 12th. <laughs> it is unfortunate, but um, it, it is it is our reality. and It's a reality every year. <laughs> you know what? It was, John, it was funny. I was, again, listening to WFN this week, and they said that they felt that this was the worst collapse by a New York sports team. Give me a break. Ever. And then, John, get this. Then proceeded to explain that it was that they actually believed that it was worse than the 04 Yankees, who blew a three nothing lead, three nothing lead to their arch rival in the championship series after destroying them in break. Game Three. I I wasn't we buying didn't it win for the a division. Second. Come on, I wasn't buying it for a second, John. But what have the Mets learned? You gotta win the division. Right, because otherwise we'd be talking about they would have been playing their first playoff game Tuesday night against the Phillies instead of the three wild card games against the San Diego team. That Joe, on credit to them, they're probably going to get beat by the Dodgers. We know this. The Dodgers could be that. Well, probably anybody. But imagine they don't. They've got they've <laughs> got Juan Soto on that team. They've got Manny Machado. They've got uh, uh, Jerickson Profar, who's a tough out in that lineup, and they've got you Darvish, who owns the Mets. Blake Snell is no snub, and we saw Musgrove was Musgrove was Cy Young in Game Three. Like I mean, there's there's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So Good day three guy. Yeah, he was he was excellent, and credit to him. That's a it's a hostile environment, Joan, and it's not an easy one. Although it wasn't a sellout, I know there's a lot going on about that. Uh, but nonetheless, Joan, unfortunately, we are looking at free agency. The Yankees are looking at uh, a run for championship twenty eight. Game so. two tomorrow. Game two tomorrow with weather. Uh, potentially impacting that. They may not play until Friday, Jolan, so we'll see that. But Shane Bieber, uh, Justin Bieber, Shane Bieber, whatever his name is, uh, will go against Nestor Cortez in Game 2 of that series. Good stuff in the wild card. It's going to be a good matchup. I think the Yankees score a little bit less this game. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll go from there, Jolan. Basketball season is starting up uh, coming up up next week. Uh, Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole in the face. The video has been leaked, and uh, it is not pretty. Jolan, uh, supposedly Draymond has been fined internally and is now going to return to practice and play with no suspension. If you sn- uh, So here's the thing. We've all gone into locker room scuffles, whatever, pushing, shoving. Yep. No one's ever sucker punched somebody like an enemy the way I've seen Draymond Green punch a teammate. And and they like, had three guys there, Jolan. You know what I'm saying? Like, him. He hit him like he didn't know him. So, yeah. That hit, I don't think you come back from. If you're Jordan Poole, you have to look over your shoulder a little bit. Is this guy going to swing on me every couple seconds? Like, well, what's going on And here? that's going to be the problem, because if that's the mentality, Jordan Poole's got to go. Yeah. They're, they're, or Draymond's got to go. But they're go. not, I don't see the Warriors organization. They've taken care of Draymond. Draymond's their guy. Draymond's taking care guy. of them. Right. So, I think if anybody's to go in this situation, it's Jordan Poole. Uh, ben Simmons shot an air ball at some, like, kids, you know, black court basketball event the other day. Uh, so that was good. Uh, hockey season's going to get rolling here, Joel. On the Rangers are one and zero. Islanders uh, up. That'll be interesting. So, 
Kind of everything's kind of getting going here. College football's rolling along. Alabama almost lost to Texas A&M. We're one week away from everything crossing over. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's the best and week in sports. This is the beauty. Yeah, this is the beauty of it, Joel. And so this is going to be all kinds of fun. And, uh, you know, we're going to continue to find our, the best guests we can to be on here and have some fun. I know I want to get Robbie Myers back here, Jet fan. Uh, hey, Schaefer. Uh, Jet fan. So if they Schaefer's keep, long overdue. So they they keep winning, man. I'll tell you, they keep winning. We've got to have these guys on the podcast, Joel. On. Uh, but uh, so that'll do it for this episode. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Goose on the Mic. Same tag for uh, both. Joan, where might the people be able to find you and or the podcast? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Good Old Joel's. You can follow our podcast on Instagram at Aired Out Podcast and on Twitter at Podcast Aired Out. Any questions, comments, concerns, or compliments? Feel free to reach out to us there. Mets are down. Celtics are up. That's the way the world works. Yeah, we'll see, Joe. We'll keep this keep this thing rolling. The, the beauty is the Mets lost, and we woke up the next day, and the world's still turning. Mm. So uh, we got next year to look forward to. I know that we've said that for a long time. But, Joe, I will keep it positive here. And Well, uh, this is week six, episode 69. Joe, until episode 70 and until week seven in the NFL. Nice. Put in the books.